Hey, hey, Podnutsians. Welcome to Android App Addicts, episode number 558. This show is brought to you by Eric Matter, uh, Patreon for over three years now. He started back in uh, June, May, uh, yeah, June of 2016. Thank you very much for all the support, Eric. And if you want to join Eric in part of the elite club of supporters for the show, you too can go to patreon.com slash Android app addicts and enjoy completely ad free versions of, of this show. Um, and this week we are again joined by Josh and Ivor. How, how is everything going, Ivor? Hey guys, uh, going really well. Thanks. Uh, I was a little bit unwell last week, but I'm very glad to be here today. Uh, and uh, we're having a very windy day today. So if you hear some noise, it's probably the wind in the background. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah. We've had, I'll say weather here. It's like it can't make up its mind here. We keep getting cool, warmer, cool, warmer. Um, as long as we don't have, you know, 11 feet of snow, I'm fine. Uh, speaking of snow, how is everything going up there, Josh? Uh, things are good door we definitely had some snow it lasted about five days if that it was about eight inches overnight and then the next day it was raining so that's typical weather up here but uh there are ways to keep warm like you know having fires starting fires but uh, i learned that it's probably not the best to have them starting on your uh, stove top which i did the other day so that's not so ideal yeah i mean if you like your house um, understand. Um, I, we finally got new flatware every time I would make, uh, beef in a pan, whether it was burgers, steak or anything, it would always cause the freaking smoke alarm to go off. And I kept thinking, well, I need, I'm doing this wrong. I'm doing that wrong. I'm doing this wrong. I'm doing that wrong. We got brand new pans for Christmas. Well, I did cause you know, cooking tonight cooking chicken the other night cooking steaks the other day cooking burgers not once has the damn smoke alarm went off so that made me feel better um at least it wasn't all me well i just looked up the the flash point of extra virgin olive oil and it said it's 410 degrees so hmm. apparently my stovetop got the olive oil to 410 degrees and it just burst into flames wow <laughs> not yeah, ideal apparently man. the um the flash point of olive oil is a lot lower than a few other oils like uh grape oil or um uh, canola oil canola oil is good for high temperature stuff i think avocado oil actually has the highest oh, yeah, well the highest smoke point it. i believe yeah gotcha gotcha well i i will first just cut through and say no emails so it isn't that we're not reading them right now. We literally have no email. So if you would like to send us an email in, do not hesitate. AAA at podnuts.com, or you can go to podnuts.com, click on the contact links, or you can call us up at 7076-PODNUT and leave us a voicemail. Um, I'm going to gonna drop an app really quick right off the bat kind of thing. Um, it's been in the news. Uh, everyone, I'm sure, has heard about it because it's been, I'll say, just talked about everywhere. And that is the coronavirus in uh, China. Uh, I've been looking for more um, mortality rates and no news I listen to. Tangent. Subscribe to over 150 podcasts. Of them, at least 30 of them are news-based podcasts. Um, not one of them has mentioned the more the mortality rate. And the mortality rate is the number of people diagnosed with it versus how many people recover versus how many people die. Okay. It's a very important figure when it comes to a disease like, like this, like influenza or, you know, cancer or AIDS or anything else. Um, this is the only app I've been able to find that actually gives 
up-to-date information. This information comes published from um, Johns Hopkins, and it gives you a breakdown by country, how many infections that they have that are confirmed, how many people have re um, recovered, uh, and how many people have died. This app is called Cor Coronavirus Stu um, Statistics. Super ugly art uh, in the place where I, I want to say it has like a, a, a greenish yellow artwork to it. Um, and I'll just say like right now, right now, as of Thursday evening, January 30th, um, right now in China, 8,124 people confirmed to be infected. Uh, of that number, 135 people have officially recovered. 171 people have officially died. If you notice, that's not even close to 8,000 people. Okay. So we have a little bit of time to wait until we actually find out, you know, how deadly this actually is going to be for the rest of the world. But if you take a look at these numbers, almost every single one of these numbers are in China. So I'll say as a world, we've done an okay job in containing this. And when new cases pop up in other countries, I think they're actually doing a good job in uh, trying to like, um, you know, corner people as quick as they can and get them help. Yeah, I think it's amazing. They've already come out with an Android app to show all the statistics about it. Is this um, like uh, updated on a regular basis from news feeds or where do they get their information from? Uh, Johns Hopkins uh, is the arbiter of the information. And what they said on the Johns Hopkins blog is this stream will be updated anytime we get new information. So there's no set time frame on when it's going to be updated and no limit on the updates. And I'll say um, the um, um, artwork is a biohazard symbol, uh, which everyone should recognize from like heavy metal bands from the nineties. Um, uh, and again, in the app store, it's called O um, official coronavirus, all one word, stu um, statistics by Santiago soft medical. Uh, 29 reviews e for everyone's does have ads does have in-app purchases completely free to download 4.7 reviews um updated january 30th 2020 4.2 megs in size 1000 plus installs current version 1.3.1 you need uh android 4.1 and up permissions are basically nothing except for network access um i'll just say this is the kind of app where we have never brought an app on the show that I later hear about being compromised and doing bad things to systems. This is the kind of app where honestly it could end up being one of those apps. But uh, right now I haven't installed on my phone and I'm going to have it installed on my phone until it seems like this is either well understood or, uh, you know, all like um, warning signs are down kind of thing for it. So, I'm going to keep myself informed for the time being. And I'm happy to say um, the U.S. only has six confirmed cases. There was a threat on a Baltimore uh, airline where they uh, stopped a flight from taking off. Uh, somebody said they were not feeling well and they thought it was a coronavirus. Turned out, no, they, they were just like normal sick. I'm pretty sure that around Cinco de Mayo, there will be a lot more coronaviruses. Yeah, and like uh, supposedly um, they're seeing a lot of SEO like um, a lot of people are uh, you're looking for coronavirus, but finding beer websites, which you'll have that. You will have that. That's a, an SEO dream. Yeah. And for some reason, like the first picture in the Play Store looks pretty professional, you know, 
kind of updated. The second picture, another one, pretty professional. Third one, again, pretty professional. And then for some reason, the fourth one, it looks like a lady, I don't know, wearing like lingerie, sitting down, looking at coronavirus statistics. Yeah. What is that all about? I don't know. Not quite sure. That is an interesting stock photo. Yeah. And that's when I stopped asking questions and thought, you know, hopefully this is not a uh, application that's going to spread uh, malware of any type. So if you listener have a uh, app that you suggest we use to track the coronavirus instead of this, don't hesitate. Shoot us an email, AAA at podnuts.com. Now, I, and to me, because this is almost news, newsworthy, timely kind of app, but I'll say now, you know, putting the brakes on, is there any kind of uh, news rumors or hardware kind of things that you guys would like to talk about? Um, I've got a, just an article that's a bit interesting. I don't know how accurate it is, but that's uh, right up my alley. So it's just the, the uh, most downloaded apps or the most, yeah, the apps with the most downloads worldwide for 2019. And that includes iPhone, iPad, and from the Google Play Store. Okay. So first is is WhatsApp, TikTok, Messenger, Facebook, Instagram, Likey, Share It, YouTube, Snapchat, Netflix. And then this one, the UC browser. The little icon looks familiar, but I don't remember anything about it. Yeah, stay well away from the UC browser. It's um it's a information gatherer for the Chinese government. Oh, like my phone. <laughs> well, yes. <laughs> uh, and then it goes on to Spotify, YouTube, Music, Pixar, Uber, Wish, Amazon, uh, Hilo, Hotstar, and Twitter. So I think that's... Is this the, uh, the App Annie list? Um, no, Annie? It, it's uh, visualcapitalist.com. Visual Capitalist. Yeah. So they might have stole it from App Annie. I'm yeah, not sure. From App Annie. Yeah. yeah, and they App have... Annie came out with a list a while ago. Right. And they have the numbers combined. So all of the downloads for WhatsApp combined Google Play and App Store are in like one graph, which I will say also gives people should give people a good representation of looking at this, just how not popular iPhones actually are in comparison, because it's literally like one tenth of the installs, except when you look at like YouTube app where it's like close to half. Yeah. Yeah, For WhatsApp. WhatsApp is just just over 100 million. It looks like 100 million um, iPhone, iPad, um, and then uh, downloads. And then in the Play Store, it's 750 million. So, yeah, it's just blowing it away. Yeah, and I'll say um, uh, like a, 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 um, a adjacent news article, and I'll say it's getting very much mixed information is some reports are saying that um, Samsung has now surpassed Apple in phone sales. Uh, some reports are saying, no, they're uh, getting ready to approach that number. Um, I will just say it like this. When you have one company in like um, uh, competing against Apple that is literally selling as much or more than Apple, um, you know, that just should like show people how little apple devices are actually sold around the world now in the first world you will see apple devices you know when you're out and about but you leave the sanctity of the first world and the actual numbers of iphones plummets ridiculously and i'll say there's also a thing in the eu where the eu is trying to tell apple that they need to get rid of the uh lightning port um 
I don't think they understand just how small of a number of iPhones are actually sold in the EU. Um, not very many at all. I want to say it was literally for every one Apple phone sold in the whole EU, it's like 140 other smartphones are being sold. So I don't think Apple really, I don't want to say cares about the EU sales numbers, but they care about, you know, the big countries. Yeah, well, um, isn't it that the, the iPhone owners contribute most in terms of uh, money, but the uh, most downloaded apps, the most popular apps are the uh, the Android ones. So it sounds like the Android users are actually making more, the most out of their devices rather than the iPhone users who just have it really as a, as a um, status symbol. And yeah. one thing that stu- stood out to me about that list is that there aren't really any apps that are a surprise on there. Well, there's like, uh, there's a couple I don't think I ever heard of, but that's not a surprise. That's just apps I never heard of um, kind of thing. And, I say, and I'll say this, which just tells me that we are doing the right thing here on this show. Um, we should not be bringing WhatsApp, TikTok, Messenger, Facebook, Instagram, uh, YouTube, Snapchat to this show because everyone already knows about those applications. We should be trying to surface other apps that we think could be in this list uh, kind of thing. So I think, you know, I still think we're doing the right thing here. Except for Josh's apps. Yes, I thought we were bringing just the crappiest apps we could find. (laughs) He didn't get the memo. (laughs) Hey, I'm good at what I do. (laughs) And consistent. (laughs) He's nothing if not consistent. (laughs) Um, There's another article that I got from Android Authority which is called the rise and fall of Android's biggest competitors over the last decade. Hmm. So it's a, it's a kind of interesting reminds you of things like Firefox OS and Tizen. So Yeah, what do you think is the main reason for the failure of those alternative systems? You know, Symbian came out, um yeah, you know, HP had its uh, own tablet line for a while there. Um but uh, they all seem to to sort of vanish when um, Android kicked off past past uh, Lollipop. So, um, what do you reckon? What happened? What what happened with those alternative systems? Was it just that they uh, they didn't have enough devices, or they didn't have the app eco structure? I, you know, I'd never really quite looked into it. I'm sure Door has an opinion. I'll say it just comes down to one word: YouTube. YouTube, YouTube. pushes more content. YouTube pushes more users. YouTube pushes more people to use anything than any other thing in the world. Like if like Facebook was smarter and better at what they did, the Facebook phone could have been really successful and could have drove a lot of people to use their device. Um, with Apple, it's all about just prestige bourgeois, um, you know, look at me, celebrity type people with Android. We call them down here. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And Android became the, you, um, utilitarian system and the honest goodness truth is with with every single version that comes out apple slowly integrates more things to be more like android android keeps doing things to be more like apple they keep coming by one another uh, but i do think android's open ecosystem was what pushed them over the edge in the beginning because anybody could just sign up and say i want to develop for this platform and put it out there and as a phone manufacturer you could just use somebody else's work you didn't have to develop nothing and it would take off um things like the firefox phone well i have one sitting right here great in theory in reality didn't really work very good um 
Um, it's the actual first Firefox phone put out by uh, ZTE with a nice little 3.5 inch screen. It is so tiny, <laughs> but you know, it, it still running, works. Uh, it was running Firefox OS. Yeah. Yeah. Firefox OS, which is basically just a Linux kernel and a glorified browser sitting on it. So that's kind of a, an old iteration of the pine phone really, isn't it? Uh, less i'll say less partially because they had so much less hardware to use you know what i mean back then to get a gig on a phone was still kind of new um other companies had a chance to be successful i just think that they were too slow and innovating um like nokia had a really good chance to do something um tizen had an opportunity to do something and nobody picked up the pace google was making so much money off of ads they could literally just throw money at that first couple builds of android to make it good yeah right um but they all seem to have found niche uses like the web os has ended up on tvs you've got um, it's been quite popular there with, with a lot of t- smart tvs um tizen's ended up on on samsung watches um because Wear os is such a disaster so um they haven't completely died they've just found their own little niche markets and and made quite a nice living there yeah and i'll say kind of like uh floppy drives nothing actually dies it's just relegated is the word that i would use um to be not as popular um uh you know and the thing is even if something comes out next year to be a fantastic competitor to android it's going to take like 18 years to get rid of android everywhere because it's now too deep um i will say i do think that we're going to start to see other people put things up that are able to run android apks so they can piggyback off of the library of apps. Uh, I think that's going to help them try to compete, but it's still going to be, I think, really hard. Yeah, I think it'll be a while before we see a third system come out to seriously challenge iOS and Android. Android. To be honest, the only time I think something's going to really compete is when one of those start to give up. When either Apple says, well, well, it's time we focus on this, or when Android just becomes old and google stops updating it and then you know it will just like fall to pieces well i think yes android's probably still trying to get linux to take over the kernel or put the put android back in the kernel so they can maintain it yeah and i'll say here's like another link i have um like like, you know speaking of companies finally doing stuff uh, i honestly cannot tell you how long that my ui type of uh, operating system has been out it's been at least, I want to say, nine years. Uh, but my UI 11 is coming out, and it's finally going to have an actual native app drawer built into it. Um, that took way too long, is what I'm going to say. Way too long for them to do. Agreed. Um, using the phone. And also, since it, since my phone received the, the 10 update, every once in a while, the top notification bar just goes away. Or when you load, it takes, or when you turn on the phone or come out of phone sleep, it's just, it's just missing. And then does it like randomly come back? Uh, Usually, yeah. It just, who knows how long, but then it'll come back with the notifications. Well, I guess as long as it comes back, right? I guess so. Yeah. That's very weird. Shouldn't be doing that. Yeah. Sometimes I have the, the, what is it? The business, the business two calendar you talked about a while ago door i put that on here and sometimes that the widget 
just stays black for a while too and takes quite a while to load. I might just get an I, I might just get an iPhone. <laughs> you think it's because it's too cold up there in Canada? You're leaving it outside all the time. Well, I don't live in an igloo. <laughs> really? I thought all you, all you guys did. <laughs> or a beaver hut. <laughs> we'll leave that one alone. <laughs> um, do you have any uh, any apps, Ivor? I do, I do, I do. Um, I saw the name of this one, and I couldn't resist it. This app's called Nobby. And remember as a kid, you used to sit there playing with your... Um, with your dad's hi-fi system. <laughs> oh, the look on your face was just was precious. <laughs> Sitting there in the lounge playing with your dad's hi-fi system, and they had all these knobby, like silver um, round knobs that you could turn, and, and it was you could pretend you're in a spaceship or something, you know. Um, well, you can actually prov- uh, get, use this app to provide a similar look and feel on the screen of your Android phone, which I think is fantastic. Um so basically what it is, it, it, you can, uh, it will provide a slide out, like uh, you've got an option, of, like a, a hot touch area on the side of the, of the screen to slide out your, your volume control. And uh, you can turn it uh, just as you would normally, uh, like a, a normal volume control. It, it controls uh, all the different types of sound systems you can have. Um, so it controls in-call volume, it controls um uh, media volume, it controls all, all the different types of volumes, and um, it's got a, quite a neat little widget. You put a widget on there, and it, you can just press the type of volume you want to control. And um, also has lots and lots of different um, types of knobs, so you can change the, um, you know, to electronic from electronic knobs to steel knobs to um, you know graphical knobs, whatever you like. Um, so I thought it was actually a very well done app uh, that uh, is called Knobby. So it's right up my alley, and that's why I liked it. Uh, Rob, uh, yeah, Rob is saying, can this overcrank the volume? Um, it goes all the way up to 15. So I don't think, um, if, I haven't actually got down into the system uh, specifications yet. But um, I wouldn't be surprised if you could actually uh, increase it so that it, can, it will produce sound louder than the stop volume controller. I wouldn't be surprised if there was that functionality there. I have not yet found it um, because I haven't been, uh, I haven't had it installed for that long. But um, I'll have a look and see if you can do it. And gotcha, this app yeah. is a dollar eighty nine in the Canadian Play Store. All right. Yeah, here in the uh, United States, one forty nine, and it's called Nobby Volume Control Dash Unique Volume Widget App by Yogesh Dama. <laughs> yeah, it definitely looks good. I'll say. Oh, you can. Yeah, I have a lot of fun with it. It takes you back to the old days of the old hi-fi. We don't have that anymore, do we? Uh, I mean, you could. Uh, I'm going to bring this app game kind of thing because we got, you know, the Superb Owl coming any day now. Um, this this show will be released right after the um, uh, Super Bowl happens. Uh, and if you're still hanging around with people, um, there's this app you can download called Pico Party Chromecast e- um, e- um, e- Edition. Uh, by Retroid Interactive under Board Games Creativity, 17 reviews, E for Everyone, family friendly, uh, $4.99 to buy, no in app purchases, no in app ads, uh, 4.5 reviews. Uh, again, eligible for the family library, updated May 4th, 2018, because you don't need to update it. 
40 megs in size, 100 plus installs. Current version 1.1 requires 5.0 Android and up content rating E for everyone. Uh, permissions, it is going to need access to stuff like uh, photos, media, storage, camera, Wi-Fi. Uh, essentially what this is, it's the old game like Pictionary where you can connect this to a Chromecast and you can use the phone as like a drawing tablet and what gets drawn gets displayed on the TV. So you can basically have like a board game and it even has built in things like um, um, round time, uh, pass penalty, colors available, and like a dictionary uh, option where you can have custom dictionaries or you can just go with the in-game dictionary. Um, so it's like a multiplayer where it tells you what to draw on your screen on the phone, but just displays the end result up on the TV. This is fantastic. This is exactly what my kids need. Because they've all got phones that sit there and they, they do silly stuff on their phones together, but they don't actually do anything together. They can sit around the big screen and actually Chromecast it onto the onto that big screen and then uh, play uh, play this kind of game. It's um, yeah, it's really good. I'll, I'll definitely be uh, giving this to the kids and letting, letting them have a go at it. Yeah, it looks it looks fun. It's uh, five ninety nine in the Play Store up north here. I find it very interesting that it's last updated May fourth, two thousand eighteen, and there's only been a hundred plus installs. Because it does look like a pretty fun game. Unfortunately, I cannot find my Chromecast, so I won't be playing this. <laughs> Isn't it plugged into the computer as the TV? Uh, it was. I'm wondering if I took it on a trip or something to a hotel and then left it there. Mm. It's six ninety nine here in New Zealand. That's because we're better. <laughs> well, and I'll say, if it is the kind of thing that you think is a bit expensive, you can put it on your wish list. Then when it comes on sale you'll be notified. Very cool. Very cool. Uh, yes, right. So what do you got next there? Um, I've got an app called Tiny Bubbles. Oh, I was going to bring this one. I was playing this yesterday. It's fantastic. No, it's really were good. you really? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> nice. I actually, I was oh, playing it this morning. You're bad. Yeah, when I woke up, I was, I, was, I was playing it. Yeah. Uh, it's very and, good. The, the graphics are amazing. Yeah, it's really nice. Very pretty game. Yeah. So it's Tiny Bubbles by pine street code works and it's a puzzle and brain games averages 4.8 out of 27,304 reviews 500,000 plus installs uh android 4.2 and up and uh it was updated well today actually january 30th 2020 version 1.8.4 and uh very minimal requirements for permissions and basically it is just a puzzle game where you have uh, different colors um, and then you try to combine the colors like Candy Crush, <laughs> but then the, the bubbles will pop and then there's another fish which is creating new empty bubbles or colored bubbles. And you basically just have to figure out your way to um, solve the puzzles. Sometimes it's blow up all the bubbles. Sometimes it's free a starfish in one of the bubbles. And Ivor might be able to describe it better because I'm terrible at this. <laughs> uh, well, you did a great job. Um, no, basically, yeah, the uh, whole thing is based on bubbles. And uh, you have to inject color into into um, the bubbles uh, to solve a puzzle. Yeah. And um, as Josh said, it's um, one thing I like about it. Of course, I, only, I got stuck on the third puzzle. I uh, couldn't figure it out, <laughs> but but I didn't mind because the visual, the graphics around it was was so amazing. It was you know, like really well done. 
this this is the first sort of game I've seen like this uh, on Android, and I hope there are a lot more uh, like it because they've actually done the visuals very well, and obviously uh, they like the puzzles too. And it also it'll sort of like Tetris or something. It it has the next five or six colors at the top that would be coming out and that you can use. And so you also have to eventually start combining colors, um, blue and red to make purple in order to actually solve the puzzles. Oh, wow. That sounds great. Yeah. Well, yeah. And I'll say one good thing, whenever I hear about these kind of games, uh, a, you know, is it just like, um, the old, um, um, bubble shooter from lennox that we've had for 20 years which there's a lot of clones of that this is nothing like that then i hear bubble games and then i think like you know the match three kind of way with the um um uh the yeah, bejeweled kind of like that yeah that's that's about the closest i can you can come to come to it for this right well and this does have a um a um a um color blind mode which i will say mm-hmm. That to me just shows that they're actually a mature person doing this development kind of thing, which is really good. Uh, the other thing that I'll say is kind of shocking. It says literally 172 unique levels or puzzles with a infinity mode. So I'm pretty sure even if you download this, you're going to have lots of time to try to do all of these puzzles. Um, and yeah, I can't say it enough. Ivor hit the nail on the head gorgeous this is the kind of beautiful game because the puzzle isn't just colors and but the background is its own atmosphere kind of stuff to it and it's super difficult to explain except for it's like literally a liquid puzzle where while you solve it you're changing the board itself mm. you know yep yep one thing you yeah, didn't no, mention door is 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 bubble bobble bubble bobble do i know that one i you should it's uh old nintendo game oh <laughs> bubble gotcha. bubble. i'm sitting here thinking android no come on no i don't bring android <laughs> well, I'm, I'm slow uh let me think uh this one i'll say i'll say this one came in from a listener i'm 99.99 percent sure i'm also 99.9999 percent sure can't remember where it come from so i'm gonna say it probably came from chuck because chuck always sends us good apps um this one is called temp mail um now it comes with a i don't want to say a disclaimer because that sounds negative it comes with a time sensitive thing okay a lot of these temp mail applications seem to work just fine until they gain some popularity and then once they gain popularity services will stop accepting the email addresses that whatever app generates uh this one has been around a while and apparently still works. So they keep changing stuff. It's called temp mail dash free instant temporary email access by privatix P R I V A T I X limited um, communication apps. E for everyone, 52,000 reviews does contain ads, does have in-app purchases, uh, completely free to download 4.7 average reviews updated January 30th, 2020 size 7.8 megs, 1 million plus installs, current version 1.67, 4.1 Android and up again, content reading E for everyone in-app purchases. Uh, I'm not sure what the in-app purchases uh, open up. I'll be honest with that. Uh, permissions. It basically just needs storage, Wi-Fi, phone, f- photo, media, device ID, 
uh, it needs a lot of access is what I'm going to say, but this came suggested to us. So I'm going to say, uh, there's a lot of temporary email services out there that come and go all the time. This one has seemed to stick around. If you would have waited three episodes, then it would have been exactly 100 episodes since it was brought before. Really? <laughs> yeah. Episode 460. Damn. So it's been a couple of years. Oh, yeah. Well, so this is one of the, this is one of those apps that's good to bring up though. These are these are good. Yeah, some apps definitely need to be bought back occasionally. Like BB Tan. Oh. oh yeah, didn't we didn't we get a uh, an email from a Canadian person? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, we did. Do you want to read it? <laughs> oh no 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 no. Maybe next time. Okay. Um, I have an app that uh, is a game and. It is called the Angry Banana, uh, and you know the visuals on um, on the on the fish bubble game were, um, were fantastic, but the visuals on this are just terrible. Uh, this is a uh, platformer uh, platformer game where a, you play a banana who's suddenly come to life and realised that his uh, his brothers and sisters in the banana world have been um, subjugated and enslaved for for our eating pleasure. And so he uh, he gets very angry about this and tries to wreak his revenge. <laughs> and so the idea is that you play this angry banana that goes around shooting banana skins at um, plastic bottles and and all sorts of other nasty creatures and and jumping and, and uh, um, you know jumping around on a on a platform. I thought it was good because it's called the angry banana, <laughs> and it actually gave me about you know fifteen minutes worth of pleasure playing it. So. Try it out. I recommend it. Did you you purchase it then? Uh, no, I think it was actually on sale. I think I got it for free. Uh -huh. But it might be might be. Is it two bucks? Uh, two dollars sixty nine cents. Ooh, no, that's far too much money. Wait till it comes around on sale again. Well, I'll say they They're definitely they look like something from Futurama. Yeah, they definitely spent money on the uh, promo video. <laughs> they didn't spend a lot of money on anything else though. <laughs> 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 oh, it's a good honest app. Gotcha, gotcha. Well, one, one, uh, one thing I just got to bring up because we did mention uh, BB Tan. Um, I will say during our preview review show of the year, one of the things that we did was we kind of said how Eric was making like far out ridiculous predictions where I was making really safe predictions. Well, <laughs> he was actually right with one of his predictions and this came out literally January 12th. So he was 12 days off. Uh, he was talking about exoskeleton suits being used. And it, there's an article on CNN, a paralyzed man breaks the world record for finishing a marathon in a exoskeleton suit. And I actually heard an audio interview with this guy too. Um, so he's literally paralyzed, can't move legs at all. He had an exoskeleton suit where basically by moving his hips caused the legs to move. He literally ran a marathon, ran a marathon being paralyzed. Now, the total race took him 33 hours and 50 minutes, but he ran a frigging marathon. Um, so I got to say tip of the hat to Eric. He made a outlandish prediction that actually came at least partially true. Hey, wow. He should put money on that. <laughs> That's crazy. <laughs> And the, the sad part is that he probably would have beat me if I was racing. <laughs> so it would take you 33 hours to do a marathon. 
<laughs> well, that's 33 hours is a, a lot shorter than infinity. Yeah, yeah. And, <laughs> and, and, and there's something else I want to bring. Partially, I want to bring, because I want to see um, Josh's face uh, when, when that this gets explained, because he is at least kind of familiar with Lennox, okay? Um, can, canonical, the people beyond behind um, Ua, Ua Buntu are introducing a scalable Android-based cloud platform, okay, which is a lot of buzzwords, but if you just go to anbox-cloud.io, um, it, 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 it has like their tagline right there by the top, and it says, Anbox Cloud is a mobile cloud computing platform that leverages Android as an engine for virtualizing mobile workloads. Anbox Cloud is highly scalable and offloads compute, comma, storage, and energy-intensive applications from device to any cloud. And I got to stop talking because none of that makes a whole hell of a lot of sense to me. Like, what the hell do they mean virtualizing mobile workloads? It sounds like a web app door. It sounds like something we're okay. Hypothetically, hypothetically, I have an Android device. I have an hour long video and I want to take it and convert it to another format. It sounds like I'll be able to click a button and seamlessly one of these canonical virtualized Android operating systems will do all the work on their side while my phone processor remains free and open. I don't know. Well, that sounds like what uh, I I can never remember anything, but uh, what you're you're talking about on uh, Linux for the rest of us, where like your share share computing, right. edge 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 computing. There you go. Kind of sounds like that. Well, and that's the thing they don't mention edge. At least when I looked at it, I didn't see anything really trying to say that. Now, and and I'll say it like this: I did say it on Linux for the rest of us, and that is. History has taught us this. If you don't get mocked, if you don't get ridiculed, you're not trying hard enough. Well, that doesn't mean you're going to be successful when you get mocked and ridiculed, but at least you're trying. And this is the kind of thing where at least I can say Canonical as a company is at least trying different things. Don't know if they're going to be successful, but at least they're doing something I'll say completely different than anybody else. Maybe they have some unique vision that, you know, uh, other people just can't see. Well, when I said that it, it sounded like a web app, but I, what I meant was a progressive web app. I mean, it's almost like you're throwing your Android apps just in the cloud somewhere. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I'm happy to see other people trying to do things around Android, but I would love to, like, instead of hearing buzzwords, just hear like an elevator pitch. Give me like the 30 second pitch of what this is meant to do. You know, how is it going to help me? I don't know. I just thought I had to bring that up. Yeah, that's cool. I like it. I'm not a huge canonical fan, but good good on them. You know, they are what they are. Do you have any more uh, apps there? Yeah. Uh, go on. Oh, oh banana, banana Man can go. Oh, okay, I'll go. Um, this is called Cell to Singularity, and it's sort of a... I don't know, in a way from keyboard idle game in a way, but you start off and, and, and as a tapper as well, but you start off as a 
primordial soup and then start establishing amino acids and DNA. And then you evolve up through fish and and uh, up to humans and things like that. And then it, there's another stage which you get to eventually and you are creating dinosaurs. So it's it's quite interesting um, and it's quite quite fun with the um just the what you learn or what i learned you know there's little blurbs every time you get something new and it'll give you a little piece of history or or science and so it the app is by computer lunch and it's a simulation and it has five million plus installs and it was updated today again january 30th 2020 and the current version varies by device and it uh, <laughs> requires Android, which varies by devo- device. So, uh, yeah, that's, I don't know. I find these games oddly addictive, and then I just have to delete them off of my phone, uninstall them. <laughs> gotcha. Well, I'll just say um, one thing that I firmly believe, well, you said the word science, so you kind of triggered me. I forgot about this app. Um, I'm going to start by saying the truth can always be questioned and should be questioned because it can have answers like, you know, is the world flat? No, it's not. And we can prove it. Um, Science is something that I'm really, I'll say, infatuated with. It's the act of science because in, in, because in fact, there is no proof or facts with science. It's just artifacts. What can we tell right now? And the whole job of science is to prove things wrong prove what cannot happen thus we're left with what can happen and it's always evolving it's always changing there is no church of science because science is always changing and it's meant to change and it's meant to be debunked and it's meant to be proven wrong and it's meant to grow and meant to change okay tantrum over okay there's a website called uh in um in um the science we trust and it's basically uh, web comics or comic books talking about science and scientists um so it's basically doing like kid friendly type of ways to learn basic things about science and i'll also say um facts have never won an argument since the beginning of time facts have never won anybody over to any side in any type of conversation narratives always win stories are what wins stories are what people care about so and what they're trying to do is basically do like small stories about scientists and science things that happened. So I'm, I'm a fan of this is what I'm going to say in case, you know, you couldn't tell yet. Did you, have you gotten the app for this at the bottom of in science? We trust it. Uh, I want you to input your phone number and then it, it says it'll send you the app. Yeah. didn't do that yet. I've just been accessing it via the web. Is what I'm gonna say. Okay. Well, as soon as you do that, let me know. Well, as soon as I do that, I'll, I'll, I'll have the APK and then I can give it to you. And I'll tell you like, uh, the Tesla thing, like one of the things that kind of, they didn't focus on is the fact that like near his death, he was really like, um, insistent that he needed to marry this pigeon because he was in love with the pigeon. (laughs) Cause you know, science, there's a fine line between genius and not genius. (laughs) <laughs> absolutely and, stuck raving bonkers. <laughs> and like some people go back and forth they like you know go over that line <laughs> well from science 
to support. Um, so this app, let's put it in the link in the show notes now. Um, this is an app that I use a lot to catch up on um, some English football games that um, were played uh, the previous night or, or uh, were played the previous day. Um, so basically that, what this has is uh, football matches from uh, basically the Champions League, the Premiership in, in the UK, basically uh, all the European football leagues. Uh, as well as the Italian, oh sorry, that is European, uh, and um, South American. Uh, and but I'm I'm actually I only just use the um, uh, use the uh, Premier League English Premier League because I follow a certain football team, but I never get to see the games live. Um, and what this does is it shows you the um, the highlights of the game, uh, like all the goals and and things like. Or you can have extended highlights uh, about. Um, you know, a few hours after the game is finished, or, or you know, when you want when you want to be able to to watch the highlights of the game, but not the whole game itself. So you haven't got time to watch the whole game, but you've got you want to watch the main main points. Um, so I, I found this very useful. I don't know how long it's going to stay on the App Store because I'm pretty sure it's not legal um, and all this is copyrighted stuff. But um, as long as it's there, you may as well use it, right? And um, yeah, so if you if you have a a football team that you follow. Uh, Otherwise known as a soccer team, um, you can uh, you can use this app just to catch up on on the highlights and uh, and what's going on in the, in the in the particular league that you're after. It's very good. Had a lot of so, fun. With it. So, it, could your favorite team possibly be Tottenham Hotspotter? Or not at all? No, 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 no. I tried. <laughs> I tried. <laughs> um, the the Tottenham Hotspotter. I like it. It, 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 <laughs> the, the name is really close to that. Tottenham Hotspotter. Hotspotter. Hotspur. 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 Yeah, yeah. And now uh, I follow a team yeah, called just give Crystal it, Palace. Just give, it the, uh, just give it the Tottenham Hotspur. Because, you know, I, I could have been cheesy and said, you know, Edgewood, um, um, the uh, Arsenal, because, you know, they're one of the big ones. Uh, Eric is just asking if, there, if they do other sports too, or just soccer. No, they just do football, Eric. Just football. Nothing else. Football. Okay. Speaking of football, the uh, Super Bowls this weekend. <laughs> Yeah, or as a bad Adam Sandler movie called it, Fool's Ball. Fool's Ball. Yeah. A bad Adam Sandler movie. That's a bit redundant, Dor. I'm very sorry. It's kind of like saying ATM machine or pin number. Sorry. I'm very sorry. I apologize greatly. Well, you know, to be to be fair, there's uh, Billy Madison, Happy Gilmore. You know, that era of films, there's a few that were pretty funny. Uh, they were okay. But Eric in the chat is saying there's no such thing as a bad Adam Sandler movie. Um, as a moderator, am I allowed to kick people out of the chat? Or? I'm going to say yes. <laughs> All right. So later, Eric, uh, thanks for coming out. <laughs> well, Rob's got a point. Can you name a good one? <laughs> I don't know. I did. I did. Um, Happy Gilmore, Billy Madison, full stop. I have not watched either of those. Oh, really? Yeah, those are, those are the ones. I watched the one... Uh, where um his girlfriend would forget every night, wasn't that like fifty first dates? Was yes, that him? Yes, I think so. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. That was decent, I guess. And the the wedding singer. Oh, Zohan. Wedding singer. Him? Sorry, wedding singer. Good movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm gonna bring an app just to light a fire. Sorry, Australia. Um, <clears throat> this one is called Tree Tracker, and I really like the idea of it um well do your trees move up in canada uh 
some of them do. Oh, okay. When you put a chainsaw to it. <laughs> this is a, a very interesting concept for an app. Unfortunately, it doesn't work. <laughs> and so that's about all I've got to say. Well, that's well, not true. Well, it did work okay on my phone. I'm running an Android 7 phone, so it seemed to work okay on that one. But I didn't really get past the um, the, the registration screen because I didn't really want to register for it. But uh, it seemed to work okay up to that point. And Dor, you said that it, it worked, but it was very slow and a bit buggy on um, Android 8 as well. I don't know what the hell the app was trying to do is what I'll say. But as soon as the app started up, A, if the first thing you show me is a login screen as an app, you're doing it wrong. Go take onboarding classes 101 and you'll learn you do not do that. Okay. Every drug dealer knows the first time is free and then they get you. So you first introduce the app, then you show stats from the app, then you let them interact with the app. Then if you want to put your own information in the app, you register. Okay. They're doing it wrong. Well, so, I, so, I, to be fair, I think that there, the app is more of a supplemental app to, I just put a link in, in the chat, um, to a website called greenstand.org. And their tagline is addressing poverty and climate change and open source technology to power economic, economical ecology. And so what they're doing from what that I could sounded tell, like the canonical buzzword thing. I know. Yeah. And it's all local and it's uh, open well, source and it's uh, art artisan, <laughs> single batch, small <laughs> batch. Um, no, but it, so what they do is they're planting trees around the world. And so I think, you know, you can pay a certain amount of money to have trees planted. And then this tree, the tree tracker app, from what I can understand, is uh, a way to track the trees that you've had planted. And so the reason that this came up, I was in, in a meeting and someone had mentioned that that they knew the developer of this app. And it, uh, I was in a, a, a different meeting for a different group and they're looking for kind of a, you know, help, help the, help the world and have a, a promotional type of a situation, you know, buy this and we'll plant this many trees. And so that's kind of what got me onto this. So I think in concept, it could be, it could be fantastic. And I reached out to the developer. So hopefully, hopefully he'll get back to me. Um, but I think it, you know, I think it's a, a pretty interesting concept. It, it is, but there's no reason why they can't show you local trees first, show you a map, show you the local trees, show you other people that are participating in this, then prompting you for the login. Uh, as soon as I launched the app, I immediately just clicked deny, 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 because I'm denying everything at first. You have to give me a reason to, to say yes to stuff. And then when I tried to back out of the app, my phone literally hung for two minutes and I let it just sit there for two minutes and it just hung. And whatever the app was trying to do, it did not want to stop doing whatever the hell it was doing. Um, um, so let's just say, like, it's not like error trapping, right? When it didn't get access to my GPS or my contacts or my location or anything, it should stop asking for that kind of thing. Um, instead, I believe the app just ridiculously just went at it and kept asking for accesses. And then when I went to uninstall the app, my phone literally would not respond to anything while it was just starting the uninstall process for about a minute and a half. And, you know, to the new listener, I literally sometimes install and uninstall 20 apps a week to my phone. 
Uh, this was not a normal install, uninstall, as far as I'm concerned. This was definitely different. No, when I had nothing, I it, I didn't have to go through any um, permissions or it, it would not. Basically, I got to the screen and it just hung. I couldn't, I couldn't even bring up a keyboard or anything to type in any sort of login information. So, yeah, it's uh, it well, busted. Maybe what this guy needs, you know, uh, is just more help testing. Maybe he needs people with different devices to be able to, you know, load it and say, well, this is what's happening on mine. This is what's happening on mine. Uh, because the Android emulators don't do a great job of emulating what actual end users see is what I keep hearing. And, uh, and I'm definitely willing to, to do that. And this other person that I know is reaching out to the developer as well after I sent the email. And so, uh, yeah, hopefully, hopefully I'll be, re be able to report back with, with better news on this, this whole, uh, uh, ecosystem infrastructure. I don't know. I'll just say one thing that doesn't give me a lot of, uh, hope for this is 21 reviews, not a lot of reviews, 3.8 average reviews, which means he didn't have a lot of friends go give lots of reviews. Um, the last time it was updated was August 22nd, 2019. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so there's the. That's why I'm figuring with the Android 10, it's just completely broken. Um, but I also, I you know, I don't know the first thing about the developer. Maybe he is more of just a, you know, the the volunteer type. Um, you know, this looks like you know you're you're planting trees. It takes a, a certain type of of person that is willing to to do some donating. So, whatever. We'll I'll try to get in touch with him still and. Yeah. And if he needs help, he can just let us know and we can try to get him as much help that he needs. Yeah, definitely. And one thing that I was reading about it is that it had it had facial recognition for login. So maybe that's the hiccup with all of this. Um, and the reason somebody was complaining about it and the reason that they said that they were using it is because that a lot of what's a lot of where these trees are being planted, you know, there's not a lot of um, reading and writing. And so in order to have a a method of of logging in without literacy then they want to develop a face recognition hmm. gotcha so we need we need one more app to get us to 10 on my count ivor do you want to jump at it or you want me to do it i take that as he wants me to do it okay um this is an app that i think is one of those apps best of intentions I'm not sure it's actually going to be usable for a large amount of people. Uh, okay. Um, it's called Otter Voice Meeting Notes for English. And it honestly wouldn't shock me if this app has also been brought before. Um, by Otter AI Productivity App, E for Everyone, 4,143 reviews, does have in-app purchases, no in-app ads, completely free to download and install, 4.4 average reviews. Uh, updated January 28th, 2020, 7.9 megs in size, 500,000 plus installs, current version 2.3, blah, blah, uh, 5.0 Android and up, um, in-app purchases from $9.99 to $99, wants to have access to a lot of stuff, contacts, photos, phone, microphone, storage, device ID, and other, um, here's the gist of the app and why I don't think this will be applicable to a lot of people. 
this app's goal is to basically sit there and run quietly on your phone, you know, kind of like you're in a meeting with Trump and you want to record what's going on or excuse me, President Trump, and you want to like record what's going on. So you just put the phone down, you hit the button, it will then actively record everything that's going on and attempt to automatically transcribe it to create meeting minutes. Uh, I will say um, meeting minutes are the thing that I don't think enough people have. Everyone has meetings. Meetings are typically not well documented. Uh, the main reason why I don't think this would be very useful for me is because not everybody I have meetings with speak clear English. I don't know if I'm special, if I'm different, if I'm unique, or if I'm completely normal in that sense. So it wouldn't shock me if a majority of the meetings I would go to, this would not be as useful as it could be is what I'll say. But I like the idea. I hope it gets better. I hope it just, you know, becomes more better as time goes on because we do need to document business stuff better. Uh, and any reason to like not pay attention in a meeting, I'm all on board with. 523. Dang it. <laughs> That's two strikes door. <laughs> well, and when I read the title, I thought, you know, that kind of sounds familiar. But then looking at the stuff, it, none of it looks familiar. So I'm going to say it changed. Do you want to bring one more, like uh, BB Tan or something? That I, I, you know, I'm not really good with the BB Tan. The one I'm going to bring is a privacy-focused application. Um, I really hope this one didn't come. Um, start page was my go-to start um, search engine for a good amount of time. Long story short, eh, they got an investor. People are now questioning, oh, my Lord, the sky is falling. So I looked for an, an alternative uh, search engine because I really don't use Google unless I absolutely have to. Uh, this is the one I landed upon. And my humble opinion, it is fantastic. It's not the best I've ever used, but it is unbelievably useful. It's called Quant, Q-W-A-N-T. Uh, the name of the app is Quant Privacy and Ethics. Uh, put out by Quant. It's under tools, E for everyone, 7,912 reviews, completely free, no in-app ads, no in-app purchases, 4.1 average reviews, updated January 9th, 2020, size varies with device, 1 million plus installs, current version 3.5.0, 4.1 Android and up, permissions, device and app history, storage, location, camera, microphone, Wi-Fi, photos, media, and other. So it can put any of those things into the search engine is why it has that access. Um, I'll just put it like this. With an app that literally has privacy and ethics in its name, it really needs to make sure that it does privacy and ethics right or somebody's going to call them out on it. And this app's been out for at least a little while and no one's called them out on it yet. So if you want a more private search engine that is actually, I'll say, good looking, uh, you need to check out Quant, Q-W-A-N-T, and you can make it your default search engine on most modern browsers is what I'll say. So what does the yeah, app this, actually uh, do? Sorry, mate. I didn't realize you were back. I apologize. Sorry, I've been having technical issues. The um, weather here is playing hell with my internet connection for some reason. Um, seems to be okay now, though. Sorry, I, I'm just going to say I'm glad you bought this door because I've been using this for about six months now as my main search engine, and it is damn good. It is just, in my opinion, just as good as Google uh, and private as well. I, I really feel icky now every time I do a Google search because uh, I'm not sure what the hell is going back to the Google server, but I know with Quant, none of my none of my search 
searches are being being tracked. Um, it has a great you can set it as your as your browser search engine uh, works on your computer and it, and the app itself is is really good on the on the uh, mobile phone. So yeah, if you're looking for a new search engine, you want to get away from Google. This is not a bad option at all. Is the is the app an actual browser? Yeah, it's basically yes. just you yep. load the app, and this is basically a progressive web app put into an app. So it's basically just an yep. interface into their search engine. Um, and I will say this. I'm going to guess, Ivor, at least some of the look and feel has changed in six months because this seems unbelievably modern looking, even on their website. Yeah, well, even their... Um... Uh, their web app on like I have an extension in my browser for it um, and and even that you know it looks really good it, um, you have an option to to sign in or you don't have to sign in if you don't want to but if you create an account with them you can sign in um, you've got uh, message boards you've got, you can do you manage your bookmarks you've got uh, image search that tells you whether your tracker is on you're being tracked or not um, yeah it's just it gives you a lot more options and I think in the search to determine where your information goes and who gets it. One Something I've been noticing a lot more with apps is a requirement to create an account. And I, I'm not, this doesn't have anything to do with quant necessarily. It's just something mm. that I've, a pet peeve of mine is I've got enough accounts. So if basically if an app says create an account for this, I uninstall it directly. Yep. I mean, it, and what they really want, want is your Facebook data. They want you to sign in with your Facebook ID so they can get all your information, all your mm -hmm. friends' information, everybody who lives around you, all their information as well. They really want you to sign up with a Facebook ID. I, I, I don't have Facebook, haven't been on Facebook for over two years now. So I don't, I don't, uh, I'm the same. They want me to set up a new account and I really want to use the service. I will set up uh, with an email account. If they don't have an email option, then I'm not using it. Well, I don't even want to, I don't want an account, you know, let me pay a couple bucks yeah. to just have an app without having to sign in to an account. So yeah. Anyway, that's my, my rant of the day. Yeah, I agree. Um, I also can't wait for passwords to die, which I do think is going to happen here in the next year or two. Do you think it will be that's squirrel? Then? I, I'm not going to say it will be squirrel. I will say there's no reason why it wouldn't be squirrel and people who don't know, uh, S Q R L uh secure quick reliable login from Steve Gibson um is a technology that he's basically putting out there saying anybody can take it, anybody can own it, anybody can use it, and it's a very secure way to log into websites where even if that website gets hacked and all of their data gets sucked down, none of it is really any use to them. None of your personal information is stored and there is no password. So I want something to take off. I don't care what it is, to be honest, as long as I don't have to remember. Uh, please excuse my dear Aunt Sally, one, two, three, four, four, three, two, one, nonsense type passwords. Well, even a, a password manager. I mean, if you if you lose control of that, I mean, that's everything. That's everything. And, yeah. and, and I mean, Steve Gibson is an extremely smart and seems like a very detail focused guy and he was working on squirrel for years. I mean, it's been what, four or five years. It seems like. Yeah. And every, uh, security conference where he does a presentation for it, he has, uh, very respected professionals in the security field come to him, ask him questions about it. And then they all basically give him, um, complete like 
thumbs up on you're doing it right. This should work kind of attitude. But we'll have to wait and see. Well, it's and so it's is that available just, for consumer use now? Yep. Can people use it right now? Yeah, but your website has to have to give uh, it a go then. Has to use it. Ba- basically, uh, like for instance, uh, WordPress. There's now an official plugin. You can go to WordPress and say SQRL search, and then it will give your WordPress site the ability to log in using it instead of a username and password. Uh, so websites have to pick up on this. Um, a lot of people I'll say who I respect who've talked about this transition has said all it's going to take is either Google, Facebook, or some or Microsoft to say, we want to get away from passwords. We're going to be the first one to get away from passwords. And whatever technology they use will have like, you know, insane amounts of uh, opportunity to be the one that actually comes out on top. Would this be something that could be converted mobile as well? Um, say I have a, God forbid, Facebook account, and then I have a Facebook app on my phone. Is it transferable a squirrel login yeah. to a mobile device? Yeah, basically what happens is when you have your Squirrel account, typically they want it to be on your smartphone first, okay? Uh, Once you have it on your smartphone first, basically you have your super password that it forces you to make a backup of as soon as you initiate it. And then it has the short password that you can use just to log in and do stuff. Basically, you install a browser plugin on your desktop and you can have it at the standalone desktop as app app as well. But where it really shines is you have desktop logins come up. You point your phone's camera at the screen and it does a three-way handshake and it does the authentication that way. So uh, imagine two-factor authentication, except it's actually secure. So if there's anybody out there who knows anything about security, the real truth is two-factor authentication is anything but secure. It's unbelievably compromisable where a squirrel is not. Oh, I hope it catches on because the situation at the moment has got to change. Yeah. Something will. It's just a question of what. Right. But have you heard of any other alternatives that? Well, I know that once uh, uh, um, two-factor came out and OAuth came out, uh, very shortly thereafter, they hit the public scene. Other imitators came out and saw at least some success. Um, I have heard of other people working on password lists solutions i don't think any of them are as close to as far as steve gibson is already is what i'll say well and the thing with what he does too is i mean what the squirrel client or the what the squirrel app is probably kilobytes or kilobits yeah so you don't have to worry about having some clunky authentication app right and like one of the reasons why his podcast is by far the number one most downloaded podcast on the twit network security now podcast is because he goes out of his way to have low bandwidth friendly files. Hmm. Uh, Same thing with all of his code, everything he writes, he writes in assembly language, which makes for microscopic code. Like where we go through these apps and sometimes you hear 20 megs, you know, 80 megs, 400 megs, a Steve Gibson Android app would literally be like 20 K because he knows what the hell he's doing when he writes code. Well, another good thing about that show is that he does most of the talking. Ding. <laughs> yes, I will concur. So we're going to have passwordless systems sooner or later. We don't know when it's going to be, but it needs to happen now. 
um, just for security's sake. And if you want to know just how insecure two-factor is, just subscribe to the podcast Darknet Diaries, and you'll be horrified at everything that can be done. That is a fantastic podcast. I've been really enjoying that. And yeah. some of the things on it just really will scare you, scare your pants off. Yep. It's incredible. And, and then I'll say, if you have old people in your life, uh, AARP, uh, Association of Retired Persons here, um, has, has a podcast out called um, The Greatest Scam, I want to say it's called. Uh, the um, Perfect Scam, where all they do is they go over how people get scammed and how much money they get scammed for and how it worked. So that's another one where if you download that one, you'll realize just how vulnerable everybody is. Welcome to another oh, happy day. <laughs> can I just mention, Dor, that um, a little while ago on the show, you mentioned uh, a screen, a piece of uh, software that will allow you to control or view, mirror your Android phone to your PC. I think it was called SCRCPY or Screen Copy. I'll put a link to the to the GitHub repository in the in the chat there. Um, I've been using. I, I tried to get this working the other day and and um, had a bit of trouble, but um, came across a solution, a rather easy solution uh, to get it working, and now it works great. Um, I can, if you really want to have your Android phone on your laptop or your PC, this is a great piece of software to use. Um, because it gives you both full access both ways. You can um, you can co copy control what's happening on your Android with the, with your laptop. Uh, so the keyboard works, the mouse works, um, and it also does the audio. So um, took a little bit to get it going, but once it was once it did get going, I've, I've been really impressed with it. Works like a charm. Very cool. Yeah, I will say if it was just a simple in air quotes app get install and an APK install kind of thing, it would be really easy, but it's not. So really you have yeah. to find tutorials and step-by-steps and it's very easy during those processes to, I don't want to say do, do something wrong, but have somebody telling you to do something that isn't completely applicable to your operating system, or they just didn't say it clearly. Well, the only thing I had to do on my phone was enable USB debugging so that, um, you know, because you have to enable the developer options and then open up a USB debugging. So that's the only kind of complicated thing you have to do on the phone. But what I found was um, when I tried to run the application itself on my laptop um, from the terminal, because I'm using Linux, uh, I was there was an option of using two run commands. One was the, just the, the name of the uh, app itself, which is SCRCPY. That wouldn't work. And then I found a, an obscure reference in a chat in a uh, in a help forum that said, oh, just try running SCRCPY-M1024, which tells it what resolution to run at, and bang, it worked. It took me hours to find that reference. But once I found it and tried it, it actually, and it worked, and, and it's um, it's been fine ever since. So a really solid piece of software. I'm, I'm quite enjoying using it. Very cool. Yeah, that's, that's, that's great. I need to look into this as well. Um, all right. So we have brought 11 apps, and they are in order of appearance. Official coronavirus statistics by Santego Medical, or sorry, reset. Official coronavirus <laughs> statistics by Santego Soft, which is a medical app. Nobby Volume Control, unique volume widget app by Yogesh Dama, which is music and audio. Picto Party. Chromecast edition by Retroid Interactive. 
It's a board game creativity. Tiny Bubbles by Pine Street Codeworks, puzzle brain games. Temp Mail, free instant temporary email access by Privatix Limited communication app. The Angry Banana by The Exact Company, uh, and it's an adventure. Sell to Singularity, Evolution Never Ends, Early Access, Computer Lunch, and it's a simulation. Football Highlights, Cinna uh, HD01, soon to be arrested, uh, Sports. Tree Tracker by Green Stand, uh, under Tools. Otter Voice Meeting Notes for English by otter.ai Productivity. And Quant, Privacy and Ethics by Quant and under Tools. Very cool. Thank you very much, guys, for coming out. Uh, Ivor, do you have any uh, parting words of wisdom? No, just um, stay away from the coronavirus and stay happy and send us some emails when you have a chance. We'd love to hear from you. Very cool. Josh? Um, I am putting a call out for a voicemail to the number of Podnuts, which is? That's where you're supposed to step in, door. Oh, I was just going to let the awkward silence stand. Uh, <laughs> 7076-PODNUT, uh, link in the notes, and I will implore everybody, if you have a podcast you listen to and you open up their notes ever and you feel like they're not doing a good job, you let them know that you prize the notes. You rely on the notes. Uh, there are a lot of now statistics coming out where people are trying to convince podcasters that notes are not important. Do not worry about them. Focus on you know, generating profit, focus on generating clicks, focus on maximizing number of downloads. Um, the scumminess that is podcasting is uh, affecting the, a broader range of people besides the scummy people. So if you like notes and you need notes, you make sure you let the, your other podcasters know that you like your notes. And don't forget, you can always just click on our notes and you'll see all the contact information. You'll see all the links to all the shows, to all the apps, to all the news articles that we do every single episode because that's what we do. Um, Would you say the other podcasts put the no in notes? I'll say they put the incompetent in notes, but that didn't ring any bells or make any sense. <laughs> um, so, you know, do what you can, support those who support you. And I will say a huge shout out to Mike F., and John Miller, um, randomly, I'll say in the last like two months, uh, I've gotten a couple people just randomly shoot me money. I'm guessing it's like tax thing or something. I don't know. So, uh, thank you guys for all your support. Thank you guys for all the downloads. Thank you guys for all the emails. Thank you guys for all the contact. Uh, I've been getting very happy emails here in the last, uh, two months, which are definitely making me, uh, open up my emails quicker and sooner. So thank you everybody. Uh, thank you, Josh. Thank you, Ivor. Uh, and again, uh, shoot, shoot us emails, shoot us voicemails. Josh called you out. Um, let's see if we can make this happen. Uh, I want to thank everyone. We will talk to everyone again in about a week. Take it easy, everybody. <laughs> <laughs>